This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. A very good morning to everybody. I'm Kusu Chong, and with me is Joyce Go. Now, Americans voted in the midterm elections yesterday, which were widely seen as a referendum on President Donald Trump. Now, the Democrats emerged victorious, victorious in the House of Representatives, where they wrestled majority control, winning 222 out of 435 seats. However, the Republicans retained control of the Senate, holding 51 seats to the Democrats' 48. Now, our very own Melissa Idris is currently in the U.S. She's been covering the U.S. midterm elections over the last few days with the help of the Foreign Press Centre. Let's cross over to her in Clark County in the state of Nevada now for a take of the morning after the midterm elections. Melissa, good day to you. What a night you must have had. <laughs> yes, hi. Good morning, guys. I've had very little sleep, but uh, it's been worth it so far. The dulcet tones of Melissa Idris back on the airwaves in Malaysia. What are some of the key takeaways <laughs> on the midterm elections overall? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had so I've had a bit of time to digest what I've been observing, and um, my first initial kind of um, takeaway or reaction to this is that the U.S. Uh, democratic process or, or U.S. democracy essentially, for me, is um, is almost like a pendulum. It swings back and forth, um, you know, between uh, presidencies, and this is just for me, I think, a way of the two parties. Uh, in the process of re- realignment. So all la- uh, the last three presidents before Donald Trump had all lost House majorities be- uh, during their tenures. So this isn't a huge surprise that the Democrats um, won the majority in uh, the House of Representatives. My second key takeaway, guys, from last night's results has really been the fact that partisan trenches in America are getting deeper. I mean, this is very much the election of the rural against the suburban and the Democrats' victory the House is really about the suburban districts. I mean, it's likely that you had middle-class, college-educated Americans who had been long-time Republicans increasingly uneasy about Donald Trump's rhetoric. So this is coming from, you know, the surprise support of the Democrats that we saw in Illinois, in Texas, in Pennsylvania, for instance. So all this, I think, um, just really solidifying that this country has become hyper-partisan. Melissa, these uh, elections have seen many firsts. I mean, what are some of the notable wins that you've observed? Yeah, so uh, for me, you know, you're going to be seeing in America's 116th Congress some prominent firsts. We've got some several several governor races as well made history in this midterm. You've got the first Muslim women in Congress this time around. Um, you know, uh, Rashida Talib, she won her Michigan seat, making her one of the first Muslim women in Congress. In Minnesota, Ilhan Omar also became one of the first Muslim women in Congress. She is also the first Somali-American to be in Congress. I have a clip of her concession speech. This is Ilhan Omar. I stand here before you tonight as your Congresswoman-elect with many firsts behind my name. The first woman of color to represent our state in Congress. The first woman to wear a hijab. The first refugee ever elected to Congress. And one of the first Muslim women elected to Congress. 
Melissa. So that was Ilhan Omar, the first Somali American in Congress. I also want to add, uh, Chong and Joyce, the fact that um, according to the political cook report, there will be now in the next Congress, in the next House, there will be more than 100 women for the first time in history. Mm. So really something um, quite to celebrate here in the U.S. Well, Melissa, um, stock futures and, in fact, market futures are all rising. Asia is supposed to be rising. Now, despite the fact that the um, government is now divided, the House of Representatives held by the Democrats, the Senate controlled by the Republicans, I I, I guess it's all about the look forward here, Melissa. What does this all mean for Donald Trump and his government, I I guess specifically in terms of Asia and China? Yeah, so, look, I mean, for Donald Trump, this will, I think, definitely change the way he governs. With the Democrats taking control of the House, what that means is that they have now the ability to stop Donald Trump's legislative agenda in its tracks. So it puts some teeth in um, congressional oversight of his administration. I spoke to uh, David Demore from the University of Nevada this morning for his analysis, and I asked him what could change now that the Democrats have control of the House. Um, and he reckons that domestically it would give um, the Democrats control of the appropriations process. So if Donald Trump wants to send, say, more military resources someplace, then the Democrats will have a say. Um, it will also give the Democrats subpoena power. So now what that could mean in the future, Chong and Joyce, is that the House could launch investigations into the president, you know, demand his tax returns. Um, they could even choose to uh, begin impeachment proceedings. But everyone I've spoken to doesn't think that that's too likely, uh, that impeachment proceedings is a bit of a stretch. But what this means for foreign policy, it may not change that much because, to be completely honest with you, it's, you know, nothing's going to change in the way he um, he governs the country. It's it's not about Donald Trump changing his rhetoric. Um, and foreign policy is something that the House may not have too much of a say on. So at that, uh, in that point in time, I think nothing will change in terms of foreign policy for Asia. Well, there, there continues to be some discord, at least locally from an American's perspective. Trump has just dismissed the Attorney General, and uh, there's, there's an interim individual there. It's all about the Russia, uh, the probe into the Russia hand in his election camp- victory. Um, do you have a viewpoint mm-hmm. on that, Melissa? Yeah, so, I mean, at this point in time, this was rather expected, wasn't it? The fact that, you know, Jeff Sessions, um, Donald Trump has been a long-time critic of Jeff Sessions. It's not completely unexpected that he would, um, I guess, want the resignation of uh, Jeff Sessions. Now, you know, uh, the the chief of staff, uh, Sessions' chief of staff, uh, Matthew Whitaker, will serve as acting attorney general. I'm wondering whether this has anything, uh, this will have to do with the um, Mueller investigation, whether this means that because the House is now controlled by Democrats, and they may push for more oversight or more investigation into this. Donald Trump wants someone who will have, um, you know, his, will be in his corner, so to speak, when it comes to this uh, investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election. Uh, but it's early days yet, John and Joyce. We'll have to see how this pans out, whether um, uh, Matthew Whitaker will be, uh, what kind of attorney general he will be. As always, Melissa, such a pleasure to hear your voice on radio. So thank (laughs) you for your thoughts. That was Melissa Idris reporting on the U.S. midterm election. She's on the ground from the once purple state of Nevada, now turned blue. We'll have more more news uh, and analysis after this, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 
To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.